what will you be doing for Thanksgiving if you're in America or even Christmas? For many of us, it'll be spending time with our family and friends, gathered around a table, giving thanks, and celebrating the joy of each other's company. But for those who have had a recent loss, the holidays can be especially painful. I'm Charles Morris, and you're listening to The Great Stories Podcast. And I want us in these next few minutes to return to a 15-year-old conversation I had with Dr. Norman Wright, a Christian counselor with the time had recently lost his wife to cancer. He was also a member of our board of directors. It's a deeply touching interview and one that I know will be a good resource for you or someone you know who may be experiencing grief as we approach the holidays. And so I want to encourage you to listen to what Dr. Wright has to say about how we can lean on Jesus when facing that empty chair over a holiday season. Well, on the line with us today from Bakersfield, California, is a friend of mine. He's been on the Haven Ministries Board, and he's a well-known Christian counselor and a best-selling author, Dr. Norman Wright. He just lost his wife recently, and uh, I thought it would be good because this is a time of the year, especially going into Christmas, when many people are feeling loss. Norma, thanks, and I'm sorry, and you have my condolences for losing Joyce recently. Yes, I did on September 15th. Norma, you and Joyce went through this bout of cancer, and it took place over a period of time, but I'm also thinking here it is Christmas time, and there are a lot of people who are in grief, and they're staring at an empty chair right now. And this concept of the empty chair is so realistic because um, I, I guess one of the things that I'm learning at this point is that uh, I'm going through my life without. Everywhere I turn, it's without. You're so used to a person. I mean, we were married for 48 years, and um, so many times something will come to mind, oh, I'd like to tell Joyce about that, or um, she would be interested, and then it hits me again. And there's so many people out there that there's some without in their life, and that's where the pain comes from, because you hear so much about Christmas um, and what it's supposed to be like and um, uh, all the happiness and the festivities that are going on at this particular time. And yet there's this, um, this little nagging sense that I'm incomplete. Uh, somebody just asked me to describe what it was like. I said, it's like part of me has been amputated and I can't tell you which part. And even with the amputees that um, they have what they call a ghost pain where maybe a leg is amputated, but they still feel a pain where that leg was. And Norm, it's not a fun time of the year for them. Well, one of the first things you do is you just face the fact that you have had a major loss in your life. You don't deny it. You don't try to cover it over. You don't use platitudes or, or scriptures and say, oh, but everything is all right. I have the Lord. No, you're very honest, and, and people have found out that uh, when they ask me, how are you doing, they're going to hear how I'm doing, because if I just had a meltdown and I'm struggling, I will say it, because number one, I want to be honest, but secondly, uh, this is my opportunity to teach other people about the grieving process so that when they go through it, they're able to be honest. Um, a, a man recently came in and um, 
I ask him, what do you say when people ask how you're doing? And he says, well, I just say, fine. Well, you're not fine, are you? No, no, I'm not. And so we worked it out that um, what he was going to say was, if they ask, how are you doing, Jim? He said, well, my thoughts have been dominated by the person that I just lost. And that was very honest and very, very healthy. And um, for me, I do have projects. I have my ministry and um, uh, there's plenty to do, but that doesn't overshadow that every now and then I get ambushed. Something just hits me and I, I crumble. I mean, I shocked my dog the other day. He came in and looked at me like, what's going on? And uh, I mean, I was just deep racking sobs. And I am so glad that I um, know what I know about grief because I don't question my sanity. I don't question whether this is normal. I know it's a long road and there are going to be ups and downs. And um, it just reinforces my passion for the church teaching people about loss and about grief and how normal it is because uh, the, the best textbook that we have on grief is the Word of God. Um, I, I look at different scriptures and I tell people to write a poster and put on it Jeremiah thirty-one thirteen. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. And so I, I try to balance both sides of it. There's the pain of the loss and I just wish that Joyce were here and I wish this hadn't have happened. And those are very honest things. And on the other hand, I can look and say, but we had 48 years together. You know, we're at 70. And there's so many people that never have that amount of time. And it's best for me to come to that conclusion than having other people say, but just remember, remember where she is or remember how long. Well, that isn't really that helpful. I'd rather they just acknowledge, boy, that is a loss, isn't it? That must be an empty place in your life. And if the our, our listeners... Uh, know people that are struggling, just listen to them, reflect back, don't try to fix it. Grief isn't anything that can be fixed. It's a process. You live through it. It's a uh, journey. And um, with grief, there will be pain. You know, in, in grief, it's like um, the bottom falls out of your world. The, the, the solid footing that you had yesterday, boy, it's gone. You're, you're walking on something like a floorboard that's tilting. Um, or soft, pliable mud every step you take. I, I had one gentleman to tell me, he said, Norm, it's like I'm going through life riding on a flat tire. And, oh my, that um, that is so true. If you just kind of dropped in on us, you're listening to Dr. Norman Wright here on A Haven Today. And Norm, uh, four years ago, Janet and I lost our son Jeff, and you, of course, helped us live through part of that time. I'm recalling how reading scripture really, really helps. Isn't scripture really written to help us through our grief? It is, and uh, there's lamenting all the way through the Psalms um, and, and Jeremiah and Job, and that is so normal to cry out and say, God, why? Why now? Why did this happen? And that's all right to say. It's a cry of protest because eventually, eventually, our whys turn into what can I learn through this? How can I grow through this? And then finally, how can God be possibly glorified through this? And God takes every tragedy that occurs in our life and he redeems it. He uses it for his glory and to touch the lives of other individuals. Norm, I'm thinking of your family now. You lost a son some years back. 
Now you've lost your wife, Joyce. You do have your daughter. You have a son-in-law. You have a grandchild. But I'm also thinking about myself, too, and just the heaviness that can sometimes break in when you just, uh, well, maybe it's an event or maybe it's a person you run into. Maybe it's something somebody says and you can just remember your own loss. Uh, is is that heaviness a, a pretty common thing? Oh, Charles, that is so, so normal. You've, you're only four years into it. When you lose a child, you carry with you what we call a shadow grief, and it takes about 10 years to stabilize. And um, it's been 17 years for my son, and every now and then I get, I get ambushed um, by something. See, people talk about having closure to grief and recovering from grief. There is no closure to grief. There's no recovering. It's relearning your world, relearning yourself and how you respond to people. And that's the process that you go through. Recovering means getting back to where you were before. You don't get back there. You develop a new normal. That's what has to occur. I'm thinking right now, Norm, how does the Lord Jesus take us through events like this that happen in our lives? Um, how does the Lord take you through the loss of Joyce? How does the Lord take Janet and me through the loss of our son, Jeff? What's the message that's coming through to us today from on high? Well, the message is that Jesus has been there. When he went into the garden, he said he is overwhelmed with grief and almost dying of sorrow. And he has experienced whatever we experience. And we can talk to him. We can write letters to him and be confident and I mean really be confident of the fact that Jesus understands and he is there and the the hope that Joyce and I have uh, I know where she is she is with the Lord and someday I will be there um, the other side of it is I don't like the empty house <laughs> and the chair again and um, you know there's something else if I could trigger off on this Charles there's a lot of listeners that uh, might not be in a marriage situation or a family situation. And for them, they too might have an empty chair at Christmas time because they feel lonely. And um, it, it's important for us to reach out and let other people know exactly where we are in a very honest way. And um, even let their church know that, you know, this holiday is a difficult time. Is there anyone around that would like um, a visitor or a guest for a while? And take that initiative. And um, people will reach out to us if we let them know the need. But sometimes we're timid about that. We're a bit, you know, reserved. And so it's okay to reach out um, and let others know. Dr. Norman Wright, uh, we're talking about grief in the empty chair. And uh, I'm thinking so many churches this time of year reach out uh, with a hand of fellowship, a, a glad hand, a cup of water, a loaf of bread, uh, whatever. But there's also things that individuals can do for someone who's going through grief. What are some ideas that you might have that uh, one person could reach out to another person with? Oh, writing them a card, giving them a gift, calling them on a regular basis. If if you as a listener know somebody that's lost a loved one um, or is lonely and doesn't have anyone, why don't you write their name on your calendar every three months for the next year to remind you, give them a call, send them a card. One of the concerns that people have when they've lost a loved one is that 
not only will the loved one be forgotten, they will be forgotten. And we don't want to see that um, that happen. Norm, I didn't want to ask you on the air just to talk about being a best-selling Christian author who happens to have written about grief, but the fact is you have written about grief, and you wrote a little book on grief a couple years before Joyce died. Um, can you think back from that book, and uh, what did you say that applies to to yourself today and others? Oh, what I said was to describe what grief is so that people understand it because we live in a culture, even in the church, where we don't talk about loss, we don't talk about grief. And so many times when we hit it, it's so new and overwhelming, we wonder, what is wrong with me? I'm a believer. Why should I be experiencing this? Um, am I crazy? Am I going over the edge? Is this ever going to go away? And so Charles, the book just really explains it. It normalizes it. It lets you know what to expect. And I have to honestly say, I've never received more emails and mail on a book than this one. We, we've discovered um, how it has touched people's lives because people need to know what is all right in grief. Um, and if I can, let me just mention a few things. You know, when you're in grief, it's all right to remain silent and not to have to talk a lot. It's all right to cry anywhere, anytime, and not apologize for it. Um, it's all right to express the grief in ways that are appropriate to you. Remember that other people are not experts on grief. They try to tell you, it's three months, it's time to move on. They don't know that. And it's all right to talk about the person you lost as often as you want to and whatever occasions. And it's all right to... Um, as we call it, um, negotiate for time out from some of the usual schedules and obligations. Because especially at Christmas time, people say, oh, you need to come and spend the time with us. Well, you don't have the energy. You know, I was invited out the other night to, to go to uh, dinner and to the Messiah. And I said, I'd be glad to come to dinner, but my energy level and um, everything right now. And last year, my wife and I went to the Messiah together. I'm not re ready to do things uh, that we used to do together. And I don't apologize for that. Um, we need to honor our grief. We need to take care of ourselves. And in doing that, not only are you doing it for yourself, but you're teaching other individuals that this is what it's like. And that's one of the opportunities we have in grief. Grief will take much longer than you ever imagine. And that's all right, because you come to the place where you have a mixture. You have both grief and you have joy. Joy and sorrow are not opposites. They're a mixture together. Norm, uh, it should be if it isn't. Prayer should be on our minds, especially this time of year. Has prayer been a big factor for you with losing Joyce? Very much so. That's a very important uh, part of my life is, is praying, listening to the music and hearing the words that uh, reflect upon our Lord and just and just reading uh, devotional reading uh, scripture the praying is so important Norm I don't know if you're up to it but would you mind just leading all of us in prayer and especially those of us that might be staring at an empty chair our Heavenly Father there are people who are listening at this time that are struggling with loss 
They're in the midst of their grief. They feel lonely. They feel isolated. They might be in a room with other people but feel that they're the only one there. Thank you that you are by our side, holding us up every moment. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for the extent of your love. Break through the struggles that we're having right now to show us the light at this time of year. Give to us the sense of joy as you've promised within the scripture. And thank you for walking through our grief with us. And you understand our pain and we're so thankful for that. And give us a sensitivity to see the needs and the hurts of others. And when we ask them, how are you doing? And we hear a fine to come back and say, but how are you really doing? And give to them the gift of listening as you have given to us the gift of listening to whatever we say, whenever we say it. Thank you for the extent of your love. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. And a special thanks to Dr. Norman Wright for joining me so many years ago. And if you want to hear more content like this, why don't you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, why don't you help us get the word out? Leave us a five-star review. And you can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover additional episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris.